I'm Britton, and welcome to the Black Wolf Podcast. What's up, guys? Hey, welcome back to the Black Wolf Podcast. I am here today with Cameron Ledford with Ledford Billing. Thanks, Cameron, for being on. I appreciate it, dude. Yep. Thank you for having me, man. It's pretty cool. Of course. I've I've watched your previous ones. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we're actually in uh, Ledford Billford HQ over here in Marietta or TR, sort of. I mean, I guess it's on the border of each, right? Yeah. So this is the warehouse. Um, This all used to be boxes. You know, we had... Uh, right at five stores in the Greenville Mall before it got torn okay. down and, yeah. and other stores across Greenville and Anderson. And so, yeah, everything now we've consolidated to the warehouse. We do a lot of online sales, stuff okay. like that, uh, through our website, which is, you know, something that I built. It's okay. pretty cool. Nice. You know, I was able to put my personal touch on it. Definitely, definitely. No, that's awesome. So tell me, I guess, before we dive into, you know, what y'all do here, tell me yep. a little bit about who you are. Who's Cameron Ledford? Yeah. You know, tell me about your background. I mean, yep. where you grew up, what school you went to, what brought you to this yep yeah so my my story is pretty long uh but i think it'll be good for for the listeners to hear it it pretty much i start in slater marietta born and raised here grew up i went to slater marietta elementary and then one of my better friends at the time in fifth grade we decided that we wanted to go to hughes academy for the robotics program okay nice so we end up going i you know we do all our paperwork there's a lot of paperwork the winter and the summer and before, like the week before, I text him, you know, I'm like, hey, man, are you excited? You know, we're about to go. He tells me, uh, I like this one girl who's going to Northwest. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. So at the time, my parents were very stifflers on, you know, when you say you're going to do something, you got to follow yeah, through. Absolutely. Your word's your word. It's your yep. bond. So I ended up having to go to Hughes Academy. Okay. I was like, okay. So sixth grade, you know, I go there, you know, we go through the middle school years and end up going to Greenville High because I my attitude at that point was I left my friends one time I'm not going to do it again exactly you know so I'll yeah. stay with the guys that I made friendships with in middle school and I went to high school so I ended up playing baseball and then my junior year I dislocate my ankle which that diverts my whole life yeah. up to that point up to my junior year everything was baseball year round that's all I focused so were on. you trying to be a professional baseball player yeah okay. I wanted okay. to go play college ball that nice. was my dream right we're at, and then what was uh, your so Anywhere that would let me play. Okay. You know, so I, 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 that's no, good. That good goal. Was, that's all it was. If you was, get some time, that's all it's yeah. having time to play versus yeah. have, getting somewhere where you just sit on a bench. Exactly. You know, anywhere that I could go play was, was my goal. So I was in a lot of talks with Gardner-Webb my sophomore year. I went a lot of, to, like, the Clemson camps, and they had camps, you know, that in showcases that you go and you showcase yeah. your yeah. talent. So I did all that. Uh, in my junior year, first preseason game of the year, I'm, uh, I go into pinch run. You know, so my story's always been an underdog. You know, they didn't really know me. I had to go out, prove myself, exactly. prove my worth yeah. on the team. You know, and I get, you know, one at bat in the game, and then at the end of the season, I'm batting second. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the lineup. So it's always been like a proving story for me. So at this, you know, my junior year, I'm, you know, get the uh, pinch runner, right? So I go in and pinch run for the catcher, I believe it was. And I'm rounding third. I get halfway down the baseline, you know, and my coach tells me to go back. So, yeah. you know, me being a player, I'm like, all right, I got to do what the coach says, or, you know, I don't want him to be, be mad at me. I felt Definitely. like I could score. Yeah. So I'm trying to draw the throw in from the catcher who had the ball. And ironically, it was a bad throw. It was halfway up the first baseline, so I could have scored easily. So I'm like skipping back to third, and uh, I draw the throw. It was another bad throw. The third baseman comes up the line. We collide. He stands on my right leg. Drives it into the ground. My right ankle snaps. With, cle- with the cleat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I woke up on the ground. So I roll up. I look at my ankle, and I see the bottom of my spikes. I was like, something's not right. Yeah. So, 
you know, so I throw the helmet off, and, you know, I'm pointing with the third base coach, and he starts hollering 911. So I have an open ankle dislocation is what they called it. Yeah. And I ended up severing every ligament and half my nerve in my right ankle. The only thing that was holding my foot to my leg was half my nerve and half my Achilles tendon. Uh, Everything else was severed. Yeah. Uh, so I came really close to losing my foot. I probably should have if one of the parents to the players – we're not an EMT, yeah. I probably would have lost my foot. Uh, he came out, put it back together, kind of held it together till the uh, ambulance got there, and then, yeah. you know, that went from there. So that was it's kind of called it quits on baseball at that point. I felt like it was a good place to walk away, uh, mainly because, like, I lost a step. Before that, when the balls were hit, I could see where they were going before they were hit. I could yeah. anticipate that. Yeah. Uh, and I was usually about 99% of the time right. Now, after that, the ball was hit. I saw where it was going, and then I was reacting, and it just drove me nuts. I couldn't take it. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up leaving that, and then I went to Coastal Carolina for college. I had a great time Ooh, for the, a the, year. Par- the party. Yeah. The party I, college. <laughs> I had a great time. Uh-huh. No, I wouldn't trade it for anything, really. It, uh, it was a building block for who I was. It gave yeah. me the opportunity to get away from my parents, be myself, make my own decisions. Absolutely. And uh, I made a lot of some of my best friends at Coastal yeah. that we still talk to today. And they're all in different parts of the world, you yeah. know. So it's really good that we, that I went. You know, I, w- I wouldn't, I don't regret it at all, even though I didn't go to as many classes as I probably should have. <laughs> well, uh, that's college for you, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. know. Yeah, so um, so what led you from after college yeah. to coming back to TR Marietta? Yeah. Um, and and we'll, we're going to talk about your entrepreneur mindset, too, yeah. because I, this is the guy that got me into Grant Cardone and, yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> in the GNC days. Um, but... Talk to me about after college, what made you come back here, and what have you done yep. since then? I mean, I know we both worked at GNC together. We worked, yep. You worked at various gyms. I have, yep. too. Um, so tell me sort of what happened after college to get you to this point. Yeah, so a lot of things in my decisions I make off of are kind of, uh, you know, directed by faith and what come to me in my dreams, I would yep. say. Um, so one of my friends at the time, I was working and... They had mentioned to me that they saw what, like, my personality in Grant Cardone. I never knew who he was. It was, you know, at the years where he was just starting. And I was like, all right, I'll check him out. You know, they sent me a video. Like, I didn't watch this. You know, this kind of reminds me of you. So I watched it, and I was like, dude, this dude, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. This was back in the day with the Grant rants on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is back in the day before I even knew what sales were. And at that time, I was like, dude, I grew up. My summer job was working here with the pool tables, putting them in. I hated them. I'm never doing this. I won't do this for a living. I'm never doing it. And after I met, you know, got introduced to Grant Cardone, I started learning sales. And then all at the same time, my friend who told me to do that, he was in sales for Priority One. He was selling security systems. He sounded like he was making a lot of money. He was having a lot of fun doing it. He seemed happy. You know, we would go out and get beers. It was a lot of fun. You post a job listing for GNC to sell supplements. <laughs> and the way I met this guy was he hired me at The Rush like yeah. a week before it turned to gold. Yeah, and then I left third shift. And I left three months later. <laughs> yep. Then he leaves. And, you know, so I stick it out. And then I go yeah. and I work at, a, at Steak and Shake as a server for a couple weeks. I was like, dude, this, this yeah, isn't yeah, me. But sense. I think everybody should work as a server Absolutely, one yeah. time because you understand why you should tip. Definitely. Always tip at a table. So, uh, so then that brings me back to, you know, the Grant Cardone thing. You post the job for GNC. Mm-hmm. We go, I go to work for you. Uh, GNC and you know we sold a lot of supplements. We did. You know, we hustled, dude. Yeah, we hustled real yeah, hard. It was so much fun, you know. <laughs> but we we did a lot. Yeah. And then I went to Pivotal Fitness, another job that you kind of recommended me for, sent me to, 
and the owner there, Dan Tobel from Pivotal Fitness, with his, you know, his little walk. I won't comment on the matter because yep. I'm banned from Pivotal. But yep. it's uh, <laughs> it's somebody though that I take, you know, I would say I respect because of the time he put into me. Yeah. He took about a week with me and broke down life accounts. First time I ever heard of it. And when he did that, he introduced things to me that I never considered. You know, different levels with friendship, and he brought he broke down friendships in a way that transactional almost like an accountant you know you debit things and you withdraw things Mm -hmm. and that balance at the end determines your friendship you know if you've given them more you know and they've given you it should be equal yeah yeah it should balance out yeah so i I really appreciate him for doing that he did it for a week but it ended up turning out bad for him because what he did is broke down in my life that you know there was a dream that i could be chasing and by working with him, it was building his dream. I wasn't necessarily being exactly. able to work for mine. So I almost felt like I was cheating him. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about my dreams in my life when I was out there trying to sell his gym memberships. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. True. So, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, there's somebody else better for the position. I appreciate the time, you know, but there's something else on my mind. Exactly. So the timing just wasn't right. So then all of that happened after I had a dream. My dream was of this billiard company. I, I was studying the, the generations at the time and I studied millennials and I saw how I had just bought a condo, you just bought one, and I was thinking, all right, so millennials are starting to buy houses, to buy houses, they're also stuck on this entrepreneurial mindset, they want luxurious items, the most luxurious furniture you can buy is probably the most expensive, a pool table, shuffleboard, anything to go Absolutely. with game rooms. Yep. You know, a theater room, whatever. And then I thought, well, my dad has that business. He's had it for 54 years. I was like, I can come in, you know, make it modern, bring it up to today's standards, create a website, and I can do something with this. Definitely, definitely. And at that same time, I'd started a social media marketing business, Mm -hmm. understood how hard it was to build something from scratch. He had um, revenue coming in from his past clients, you know, that he really wasn't doing any marketing. It was pretty much a retirement hobby for him at that point. And so I was like, man, I can really come in here and, and put some young blood into this, some young energy, and really turn this into something nice. Yeah. And so that's what brought me back home to a company that I said, hey, I'd never do this because <laughs> yeah. I did it as a kid for 500 bucks over the summer from like 5 to 15. I was like, dude, now I'm not putting in any more pool tables. Yeah. Now I see what he saw when he was younger. Absolutely, so. the opportunity to, to, to grow it to what it is. Yep. And, and you have put a, you've had put more young blood into it because yep. it, it has changed completely from your social media posts with, uh, what was that ex-Dallas Cowboy? Uh, yeah, so he was a great guy, Jamil, uh, great guy. So what we get is a lot of customers who are building houses. So I, we worked with him, he, had a, he was building a house and he wanted to put a pool table in it and he, needed, he had a bar, so he wanted bar stools. So yep. we sold him a pool table and bar stools Absolutely. and I followed up with him. And when I, we were installing the table, he had a theater room, and he mentioned that he wanted to, you know, put some theater chairs in there, and he was talking with a furniture company. I was like, well, you're not buying them from me, so I don't really know how much I can help you with that. Yeah. And he said, well, do you sell them? And I said, yeah, I can get you theater chairs. Yeah, yeah. So we ultimately break down to selling him 12 theater chairs plus a pool table and bar stools, and he's became – what I find is a lot of these clients that I work with, they come almost friends almost. Yeah. You know, we get really close. You know, Absolutely. we're in, inside designing their home. I treat their table and their furniture that they buy as if I'm buying it for myself Absolutely. and putting it in my home. Definitely. And I want them to see that quality, and I want them to go to my competitors so that they can see the difference in what I provide and what others provide mm-hmm. because it's unmatched. It's unparalleled. And when you when you buy something from me, you buy that furniture, you buy that theater chair, whatever it is, if it's a $100 item or you know, a $5,000 item, you're going to get the same thing from me. And 
I just love the opportunity to be able to work with those people. Definitely, definitely. Because they take pride in what they're putting in their home, and I get to say, that's my table in your home, but they get to say, that's my table in their home. Exactly. And they get to share it with their friends, and they're so happy with what I do that they can share it with their friends, their family, and, and I want them to be happy to tell people so. about what I've done. Definitely, and I, I think that's the biggest thing about y'all's companies. A lot of companies out there, they just care about getting the product out there. They're going to service you, they're going to install it, and they're going to get the hell out. They don't care anything about bin rapport, yep. checking in, seeing how the pool table's going, seeing how you know the theater chairs are going, yep. seeing, hey, are they comfortable? Have you had fun? Have, your, have you had, had your boys over? Have All you right. watched a movie? Hey, take a photo in them. Yep. We're not going to post about it, but hey, take a photo and show us how much you love them. Yep. And you're more customer-oriented than a right. lot of companies out there. Right. Um, that's what I love about mom and pop little shops. That, yep. I mean, I'm not trying to call y'all mom and pop at all, yep. but it's like it's one of those things where it's like y'all it's have a personal film. It is, it is, and it, it's more of that. It's that 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 family orientation that gets right. driven into them. They understand, hey, if they have any friends that want pull tables, you're on their mind. Yep, that's exactly so. right, and that's what I take pride in. You know, so like even when it goes with other customers that we do business with, it's like you guys are become a family friend to yeah. me and our company, and, and we have a lot of guys who work here that really make the the things work. And we've had one guy who's been here for like 18 years with us. It's awesome. And he's like, you know, without him, I don't know what we could do. You know, he knows everything, the ins and outs. You know, obviously my father, if we have any question about any pool table, he's got the answers. You know, he's been doing it forever. Encyclopedia of, of pool tables yeah. and, and game rooms and shuffleboards and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So any any kind of question that I get stumped on, which I know a lot, but I don't know everything, I really think he knows yeah. everything there is to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been in it for what you said, yeah. 54 years? Yeah, 54, oh. going on 55 this year. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me, I guess, um, since, you, since as being the operator and a co-owner or, yeah. you know, family-owned business, right. tell me... Tell me about the ups and downs. I know that's the hardest thing to say, especially yep. with it being a mom and pop store. I mean, I've, I've always, always on uh, my podcast or when I talk to people, I always tell them all the time, hey, there are ups and downs to social media marketing to, right. to companies. And, and I, I don't shy away from the downs because yep. that's what builds us to who we are. So it helps us with that base. Yep. Um, and la last week when we were talking to another business owner, he says, you know, it's just like that iceberg pyramid, uh, that iceberg sort of diagram. Of everybody sees the success. They see, oh, you have a location. You have all these pool tables. You have all these clients. But they never see what it took to get those from cold right. calls to, you know, being like, oh, struggling every day on my computer trying to reach out to people. Right. So sort of tell me the ups and downs um, and, and as best as you can on what yeah. you think would be the ups and downs of. So I'm going to start with just the the family business side. So if you've ever seen one of those pawn shops um, shows, they have one. Pawn Stars? Can I do that yeah. one? No? Okay, that's, I think, on that's on History Channel. That's yeah, like, that's, I'm not that's sure all what fake. it is. That's all fake. But uh, one of them is like family operated, and you can yeah. kind of see the arguments that they go through. The pros to it is I get to work every day with my father who's aging. He's 76, you know, so every day I feel is limited. And so being able to work with him and spend, you know, eight hours or however long the day becomes, we get to build that relationship yep. from, you know, me being a little kid to now. It's always, you know, he's like my best friend. Absolutely. The cons with that is that since we are so close, we can speak our mind to one another. <laughs> yeah, there's no BS. There's no BS yeah. between us. If we don't like something, we're very comfortable in saying that, but we also understand, you know, we love each other too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we can get into some heated disagreements about the direction that we want to go. Yeah. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we it's our blood and soul. It's our name. It's our Absolutely. heart. Definitely. You know, so we take a lot of pride in what we do. For sure, for sure. That's awesome. Um, and what would you say the, the best ups are of the business? Like the best ups, like... The people and the places you get to go. Okay. I mean, I've walked into... $8 million homes and the, the mindset that it gives you is probably the biggest thing is, you know, being able to meet these people that, you know, the owner and founder of ScanSource, you yeah. know, we did mm -hmm. his table and stuff like that. So you get to meet these people, you get to pick these people's brains. Yeah. And then it also doesn't limit me. I get to see 
they can do it. They've done it. This is how they did it. Absolutely. And I get to talk to them. And then I also get to make that connection. Definitely. So the people I get to meet in this industry is unbelievable. Yeah. So let me uh, let me shift away from, you know, Leffert Billing and yep. Billard and let me uh, actually ask some personal questions. Who yep. motivates you on a daily basis? I know we are talking right. about Grant Cardone. Grant's yeah. a great motivator. Get, get that money. Don't right. be a little bitch. Like all that. Yep. Exactly. That's what I got but, yeah. yeah. Um, but who else outside of Grant Cardone, who else inspires you? If it's yeah. local, if it's international, I mean, yeah. whoever it is, or if it's a company, like you said, you know, scans where you talk to the CEO and founders, like he just sort of say, you know, I can do this. Yep. Um, who motivates you on a daily basis? So the motivation comes from the people that I know in the world that need help. I want to help people. Okay. Yeah. You know, so ultimately the billiard business, our family business is a vehicle for me to create a source of income and revenue where I can then give back and help people because there's a lot of people. I didn't always used to be this way. I didn't always used to have this mindset. And so I want to be able to offer more to the people that want to know the information that I wish I knew yeah. then. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that I went through that helped me become to who I am. But there's a lot of stuff that I wish somebody would have grabbed me on the shoulder and just showed me a little bit. And yeah. that's ultimately what motivates me. I want to get to a position where people see me as uh, credible yeah. and they see me as valuable. And then that they that I have the opportunities to turn around and help them do and complete their dreams and push them, whether it's somebody who is from the middle class or upper class or even poverty level, because there's so much talent. Absolutely. You know, so my, my goal and my life's mission is so much larger than you know, just a, a business. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think about motivation. Motivation is one of those things that it dies off really, real fast. Yeah. You have to constantly try to dive into stuff, constantly try to see people, constantly try to talk to people to, to rekindle that flame because all yeah. the time you're like, it might be like a Friday. You're like, oh, man, it's Friday's the weekend. I'm either going to go drink or have fun or something right. like that. And then Monday you're like, oh, it's work. And how do you even find yeah. motivation to, to come in and, and, you know, talk to people or cold call or, you yeah. know, call your customers say, hey, how's the pool table? Hey, do you have any friends? Or trying right. to do that type of stuff. Um, and so I think that's an awesome mindset. So, you know, be a motivator for other people yeah. and try to help them achieve stuff. Because as I realized, I've watched, I watch all these YouTube sensationers and, and I hate it because they, they're going for, you know, like uh, YouTube famous, but then right. it dies off. I mean, after a while, you can't keep that up for so long until, you know, then when's the money coming in after that? After your YouTube channel goes down, right. where's it going from there? So always think, you know, how can I dive into things? How can, you know, you talk to people and, and help self-motivation because it just it feels like every day it's either an up and down hill yeah um, and it is you know there's no lie to that it is a struggle every day you know when you wake up you're you're fighting for something each and every day absolutely you know absolutely. it's not only are we fighting to survive to pay our bills but we're fighting for our mission for our dream mm -hmm. you know that seems almost you know impossible to do definitely you know and sometimes it can feel that way i i you know when it comes to people my my barber. I pay $35 to keep this haircut the way it is and the beard trimmed and all. Yeah, yeah, my beard trimmed too. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's with you. <laughs> so I, I put a lot into my barber. He yeah. He's one of a kind, but I go $10 is for the haircut. Yeah. The other $25, you know, sometimes it's $30 that I pay him is for our discussion that Absolutely. we talk about, the service that he provides, and just being able to talk to him, you know, and what we talk about. And then the, the personal connection that we have yeah you know i always tell them i'm like dude you know anybody is can cut hair yeah it's like but you do so much more than what a barber offers definitely definitely you build rapport um and i think 
the, the one thing I remember reading in one of the books was like, you know, we fight every morning when we wake up to stay comfortable in bed or get up and yeah. conquer the world. And a lot of people get comfortable as I think about jobs. They get comfortable with a nine to five. And I remember seeing Gary Vee had a, uh, had a nice little diagram about this. It says you can work nine to five every day, great money, $45,000 to $75,000 a year, but you're making the same money every two weeks. And you're, it's not like, you know, entrepreneurship, you might have a bad week of only making, you know, $500. And the yeah. next week you have seven grand yeah. and then it's back to 40 bucks. I mean, it's yeah. that, that constant hustle and grind yeah. um, that you get from doing that. And I think that people get comfortable with that. Um, so, but no, yeah. Yeah. You know, what it comes down to really, you know, is um, as my father walks yeah, in, hey, hey, yeah. hey. real, we're live. We're it's live. how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what it comes down to really, you know, with that daily struggle is, you know, I think it breaks down to what you want to do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you're working True. a nine to five, you're working to pay your bills. Definitely. Um, you're working to do things that. <laughs> yeah. See the boss man. This is what I'm talking. Boss man's about. in here right now. What's man. up? Yeah. Well, I got this phone call. Somebody was messing around at the store. I told you. See. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's, that's my scion. Out. That's, my, that's my scion outside. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah. It's not a bomb. <laughs> so we're doing what's called a podcast. For those of you who can't see, yeah. my father's yeah. 76. <laughs> he doesn't know what a podcast is. He probably doesn't know exactly what's going on right now because he's, you know, in his day it was newspapers, right? <laughs> Newspaper articles. So pops, I'm gonna educate you a little bit. We're doing what's called a podcast. It's basically, you know, a uh, uh, live recording of us having a dialect speaking Absolutely. about a topic and you know so we covered you in the billiard business and we're kind of breaking off into our personal yeah we'll things. be talking about black wolf a little bit that's that's what the podcast yeah. is yeah. that's what black it's called. wolf yeah that's the name of it yeah. oh yeah so but but no yeah we're talking about motivation and talking about those things that you know change your mindset and those people like your barber yeah. you're talking about that you know you do pay that extra that big tip yeah. because he's investing your life and you're investing in him and it's not even just that report it's about you know hey i'm gonna call you what's up like hey let, yeah. i'm gonna get a haircut you know let's talk about life you probably know yeah. about his family his kids yeah. if he has any he knows about you your family knows about yeah. the billard the billard industry knows yeah. about everything you're doing exactly probably right. even oxy coming up you know right. we'll, we, we can talk about right. it if you want to <laughs> um but no and then on top of that what type of books do you read how many books have you read this year in 2019 yeah and then and, um, what is your favorite book so far yep. as of 2019, but then also your favorite book of all time? Yep. All right, so it's pretty cliche, but my favorite book of all time has got to be The Alchemist. Okay. You know, yeah. I first got introduced by Will Smith, the videos yeah. that I'm sure you guys have watched. I read it, I loved it, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the first books that I read, and then that started on my 20 books a year. Yeah. So, you know, they talk about, you know, like, 90% or I don't know the statistic, but very few people even read one book a year. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so this year I've been doing a lot of audiobooks. Okay. Um, one that I've listened to and, and I really like is, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, I've read that probably three times in yeah. the past three years. Okay. Uh, once a year I read it. Absolutely. Uh, but the other one that I've read is The School of Greatness. Uh, so that one's pretty interesting. Okay. It kind of breaks down um, more towards that life account, but really what it takes to go to that next level and the yeah. mindset that you got to have and kind of like it, it targets the motivation, mm -hmm. you know, and it targets these things that we're talking about. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite one that I've read this year. Gotcha. Favorite of all time, The Alchemist. Well, because you have to, like you said, you read that, I mean, constantly because half the time we forget. Yeah. Um, and then we have to, you know, rekindle that flame like we talk yep. about. And, and people, like I love audiobooks. Like like you said, like I have Audible, but also I buy the physical book. Yep. Um, so then if I have to, I can highlight while I'm reading through it. Right. So then I'm like, okay, man, I you remember this book. Tabs and exactly. Flip back so page. flip back that one thing to remember that and like, yep. let it sort of spark that, that mindset again. Um, so... But no, but yeah, the books I think are, are key motivators. How much would you? How many books would you say you've read 
in your entire entrepreneur, quote unquote, life? Uh, when I was a kid, I hated reading up till probably. We all, we all did. Up till about 19, lie. I probably could have counted on one hand. Yeah. Um, now, I'm probably 20, 40. I'm probably at 55 books. Okay, since so I you're sure on that third year of yeah. the 20 books a year. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me about. Your, if, you, if you want to talk about it, yeah. I mean, we can if we want to. This thing is live if you want to. Right. But what's the future hold for Cameron Ledford? Hopefully a lot of lives changed. Okay. Uh, hopefully we can help a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it starts, you know, here. It starts with my family. It starts with this community, Slater Marietta. It starts with Greenville County. I think Greenville is very interesting. I, I thought about leaving Greenville. I thought about going to Miami, doing a lot of different things. And when I look at the way in the direction that Greenville's going, uh-huh. it's growing fast. It is. You know, from yeah. the time where my dad started, there were probably hundred grand, hundred thousand people here. He was selling pool tables too, to now eight hundred maybe. I bet I bet we're close to eight hundred grand. Yeah. You know, we're with going how, to get there in the I next mean, few years. With how many people moving in town, how many businesses are coming? Yeah. I mean, think about you know BMW, their factory. You think about FedEx. You think about Boeing. You yeah. think about um, just all these companies moving to town and creating jobs. Amazon. I know they're about to open two more locations, like in New York I mean, and somewhere else. It blows my mind. But um, but I mean I I've thought about the same thing. I've thought about you know, going to Charlotte, yep. going to Atlanta, going somewhere, some big cities, and taking off. Doing but then the also big, the, big pond. Right? Exactly. But the only thing, the big pond already has big fish. I'm this tiny little fish at the bottom, and no one's gonna notice me. I'm gonna eat by a shark, and then I'm gonna be right back in Greenville. Yep. So I'd rather be established here, become a big shark in Greenville, and than build all... it as it goes. Exactly. Exactly. So, but um, on top of that. What would you say is the most important thing to tell anybody? I mean, we're, we're both young. We're, right. we're, I mean, we're not your dad's age. has all the knowledge yep. over there. He you know, he's smiling. Everything. He's like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but what would you say? What would you give? Because, I mean, for, for us, even think about, you know, our mindset back at GNC or back at, you know, the rush. I mean, we're in this, I, I hate to say, I, I was closed-minded. I was small. I was just thinking yep. about making the sale that day, getting my PMs, yep. or driving people to the store, or selling to gym members. Yep. I wasn't thinking about, you know, three, four, ten 12 months down the road. I was thinking about that day, that week, I'm stressed. That was, making, it. That was it. So with, you know, the young guys that are watching this, the young girls that are watching this, that are in high school and to college, or even the entrepreneurs out there that are like, you know, how do I keep, keep that going? But also how do I, what would you be your mindset on a daily basis? One thing that I've been practicing recently is, and you'll, you'll think I'm crazy when I say this, but the power of our mind with respect to brainwashing. Okay. So you, you've got negative talks about brainwashing, you know, influencing you to do negative things and stuff like that. But I think when you look upon personal brainwashing, you know, and what I mean by that is I started doing this cardio 20 minutes a day. Yeah. I hate cardio. I hate it. Cardio no, or the treadmill. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, yeah. and running, that was, uh-huh. not, that was not in my vocabulary, you know, five years ago. I was, yeah. was not going to do it. I may walk, but not run. So I started doing this 20 minutes of cardio, and, and there's this seven-minute wall that you get to yeah. where your legs are hurting your breath's hurting, you're ready to stop. I started telling myself that this was easy. This is what easy feels like, even though it was hard. I wanted to quit, I wanted to stop. I just told myself, I'm like, I should run for 20 minutes, right? I should run, but I just told myself, this is what easy feels like. And I kept repeating it and driving it into my brain, driving it into my mind. Now I can run 20 minutes and whenever I hit that wall, I just say, this is what easy feels like. Yeah. And it breaks down to, it's a very simple concept where I got this from, I was taking a public speaking class. I didn't like speaking in public, you know, doing a presentation in school. You probably feel the same way. You don't want to get up in front of the class. What I ask you and everyone watching to to ask yourself is remember the feeling that you felt when you're about to give that presentation, you know, right there in your stomach, you know, that nervousness. 
and then ask yourself, what did I feel like when I was about to ride that roller coaster? Yeah. Was that nervousness or excitement? Because I believe they feel the same. Yeah. And whatever mind, whatever your mind chooses to feel is what it is. So that same feeling on the roller coaster when I was about to get on it, excited as hell to ride that new roller coaster mm-hmm. at, you know, Carowinds, was the same feeling I felt when I was about to give that presentation. And when I made that connection, it clicked, and I thought, I'm only nervousness because I'm telling myself that I'm nervous. Exactly. And I was only excited because I told myself I was excited. So it's whatever you choose. I believe emotions are mentally ourself. We control them. Absolutely. You know, it's just like I would even say, forget the presentation. Think about the first time you took your wife or your girlfriend out on a date. Were you excited or were you nervous? Some people say they're nervous. Some people say they're excited. Make sure both. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever yeah, you choose. Exactly. So, yeah. That personal brainwashing, I think, is something that... You know, maybe that's not the best word for it, but I think you should employ that mindset and think about that yourself. The next time you're doing something that you don't want to do or that sucks, just tell yourself it's easy. I mean, what's it going to hurt? You know, just tell yourself, hey, this is easy. I can do this, you know, and just convince yourself that what it is is easy. And it will be. Okay, awesome, sweet. So tell me a little bit also as well, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit about Ledford Billing, and I'd yeah. like to end on that all, always because yeah. the key concept is that we are in Ledford Billing HQ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ledford Billiards. Billiards, uh, my yeah. bad, my bad. I've been messing <laughs> that up this whole time. Yeah. Um, tell sort of everything you offer. Where Go to the website. Tell them, I mean, is there any specials, anything going on? Yeah. Um, I always love to people to sort of, you know, have that opportunity to figure out where to go, especially with us yeah. being, you know, dig- the digital realm. Right. People want to see a visual yeah. representation. They see the pool sticks. They see the table behind yeah. us. If they're watching if audio, they don't know. Yep. So how can they find you? How can they learn more information? All right. All right. So if you want to check our website out, it's Ledford Billiard Supply. You'll probably see it in a link somewhere. Yep. Um, you can go to our website. You can see a lot of what we have to offer. There's a lot that we don't because I personally do the website, personally upload things. There's 3,000 products I could put on there, yeah. and I could be doing that for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so I pick the key products that I like, that I think are good quality, that I want to be known for. Exactly. I put them on our website with, with our suppliers and, and brands that we work with. And I think what you find on there, you'll see it's very easy, user-friendly to use. And obviously, if you have any questions, there's a phone number at the top. Call us any time of the day. It's usually forwarded to my cell phone outside of business hours. So if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm answering the phone. I'm there to serve Hopefully you're not, or I'll just call at 2 o'clock in the morning for the hell of it. Right. Kidding. You'll you'll probably get an answer. So if you want to talk to somebody, I'm here. No, perfect, Um, perfect. Yeah, so, and then as far as what we do, we specialize in pool tables. But we're a game room furniture company. Game room furniture. So if you want theater chairs, if you want a foosball table, if you want an air hockey, shuffleboard, cue sticks... You name it. If you think game room, we got it. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Cameron, I appreciate you on the Black Wolf, dude. Yep. I really do. And I'm glad. I'm glad we're able to talk. Yeah. So. Always, man. It's a pleasure. You know, we've had that connection for a while. So yep. anytime we can talk, it's always a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, tune into the Black Wolf every Monday, 9 a.m. right here on Facebook or on iTunes or Podbean. Till next time, guys. See you.